What's going on, guys? We are back for another episode of Faces the Podcast with your boy Michael E. Wilson Jr. and JB, host of the Young Whippers Never Podcast. Who is already pissed because he's Man. heard the story. He he got he has gotten a little background for a little clarity. Faxy. And he is so sad right now. No cappy. <laughs> no cappy. That's my new favorite thing. No cappy. I'm gonna start saying that. So yes, Faces the Podcast is where we break down stories from my book, Faces. By Michael e. Wilson Jr. I am also artist, rapper, writer, blah blah blah. The real Mike Wilson, and like JB said, he is the host of Young Whippersnapper podcast. You'll definitely want to check that out. Where you can also hear these episodes. Pull up with them fine ears and listen to these. Listen to these podcasts. Hail to the year. Don't play. So today we are talking about a eulogy for pain, which is a it's kind a of eulogy for slapping the shit out of somebody. <laughs> it's kind of an epic poem about an old friend. Who did some terrible shit. And I wrote Thanks. it in a way where it is like me literally. Like if you, you know, when you hear the piece, it's literally like people are walking into a service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm saying my last piece on letting go of this person. And before we get started, as I usually like to do, do you have any related experiences based on nah. the the context? I don't have no I have no related experience like that. Well, that's good. That's that's a good problem to have to not be able to relate to that. Trust me. <laughs> That's like I don't know. That's like what Michael's saying. That's that's betray. That's betrayal, man. Yeah, especially from somebody that you consider a homie. Like betray. our friendship was over like ten years old around that point. I met him when I was like seventeen, eighteen. Mm-hmm. So we we were definitely friends for a hot minute when it happened. Maybe seven or eight years. That's a long. That's a long time. Yeah, they say in order for somebody to be a, considered a good friend to you, you have to spend at least two hundred hours with them. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't know nothing about that. And if it, and if you know. This, that's, just, that's just a friend. Yeah, yeah. For a best friend, it goes up to five. Wow. Okay. You know and I mean, this is, I ain't gonna hold you. I lost my best friend this year, so I understand. We spent time together. Yeah. He knew everything more. He knew a lot more things than a lot of other people know. Yeah. Ever since soul in Jesus' name. Um, but yeah, man, it's different when, when it's different when, when, when your homie betray you like that, bro. Especially when you're not keeping it real from the jump and all you had to do was just keep it real so we could get a better understanding and push forward as Listen. men. If we, if you heard the last episode, we provided like a TED talk, a sermon, a, a it was kind of like our own facts, like book about just just be real with people, no matter the situation, save everybody a headache. Listen, after this podcast, after this story, we go we go open up a mega church, <laughs> and we gonna we gonna um, start setting, we gonna start changing the atmosphere. Can I be the treasurer? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, Mike. <laughs> Bet. Yeah, I ain't gonna see none of that money. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but uh, all right, so how about we get into it? Let the guys listen to a eulogy for pain. Yep. Uh, and then we'll start talking about it. So enjoy, guys. Enjoy. A eulogy for pain. Here lies pain. We met in a commercial setting, finger spacing, summer dresses, and heroin pants. Our friendship, however, didn't crystallize till much later. It was after he introduced me to nihilism and I introduced him to common courtesy. I admired Payne. Payne was a fickle poet with no regard for anyone. He had a firecracker tongue that shot out witty one-liners you wouldn't soon forget. His charismatic, upbeat, laid-back, pulley personality either disturbed or engrossed you. Ping vogue down the street in broad daylight with the sole purpose of etching a moment in the concrete below us. I remember Ping. Do you remember him? 
Do you remember how he crossed his ashy fingers and bony legs, appearing as a six-foot pretzel, not for amusement, but for the sake of a good stretch? Remember how he sipped her, spewing exotic reviews of Merlot and Chardonnay, elating some and repulsing others? I remember. It wasn't long till pain was my brother, my off-kilter brother. I found myself ashamed of one moment and displaying to a room full of strangers for the sake of amusement the next. Bellowing poetry from dead white dudes, Payne thought he was pulling the fabric of the universe one thread at a time, laying it flat for the rest of us to bear. That was the purpose of his writing. He found new meaning in his literary forefathers, a meaning that was profound and serious yet dull and dry. This discovery unlocked the beauty of woman to Payne, a topic he'd rather avoid than pursue. Payne didn't know love, I remember. Love was too low a species for his elaborated perspective. Payne adored himself as a gentleman above the fickle responsibilities to seek out a better half. It would be years before he was captivated by a compulsive bartender who titillated his curiosity and questioned his asexual lifestyle. Payne had never courted the woman before, but he was now in full pursuit. His pursuit offers itself as a particular scene from Hannah and Her Sisters, a 1986 rom-com by Woody Allen. Elliot finds himself staking out his wife's sister, Lee, from across the street of her home. When she walks out of her building, he fumbles about and races around the corner to appear to meet her by happenstance. A textbook move for an obsessed stalker, Payne nearly mirrored the approach, fortunately to no avail. Do you recall the look on his face when the object of his desire rebuked him? It was the look of a man too broken to fail. Pain plunged deep into nihilism and scornfully came up empty. What is at the bottom of it all? His sour expression seemed to ask. Payne did eventually find love. He found her lying next to me. Or maybe love found Payne one door down, tapping his ashy fingers against his desires, delivering a secret love letter as I laid beside her, deaf to Payne's romantic S.O.S. It would be weeks before Payne, my dear friend, would tell me if it slide against me. Love was too much a coward, but Payne held true to his purpose. The Brutus to my Caesar, the Judas to my Christ, in fine fashion, after ten years of commune, pain fulfilled his purpose. Pain hurt me, bowed his head, and now he lay before us for all to bear, a promise fulfilled, and not a minute too soon. Here lies pain, the coward son of a bitch. Uh, we are back. That was a eulogy for Payne, Jermaine Bain. Yo. What do you think? My guy. So, like once again, to have a to have a homie betray you. Some some people die off that shit. Well, in the hood, yeah, and in some gangs in general. Like I feel like that's some Italian yeah. mafia shit as well. Yeah. Now you can't betray the homie. There's a certain code. You know so, I mean? so go, break it down, Mike. Well, first. I was gonna say just because uh, the way it's written, a lot of context is kind of out, uh, and we've already kind of given the background. So, I think I'm gonna share with the listeners a yeah, very quick background, just to provide perspective, uh, so they can understand your uh, your feelings on the matter. So, a eulogy for pain is the putting the rest of an old friend. The old friend, uh, in the short version, I was talking to someone. Things is going smoothly. Mm. Um, I 
literally hook up with a person mm. on like New Year's Day. Uh, he was hanging out and stuff like that. They had a spare room. He lived all the way in the Bronx. We were all in Brooklyn. He just kind of stayed there. It was super chill. This was like my boy for years. Already asked him if he had any feelings with a girl. He told me nah. We were all chill. Everything was smooth. Uh, then I make my way home. And apparently the very same day, he confessed to the girl that he, the, the lady, that he was in love with her. She confessed that she was in love with him. And they proceeded to about, uh, I think one week, I was trying to get in touch with her. And then we finally met in person. And she told me that it was just a fling, whatever, whatever. I'm like, all right, well, I can live with that. Uh, but that was all she told me. Mm. Right. And then, so, you know, I'm like going through my, my pains of the situation. I hit up my boy who I know knows her, the same dude. I didn't share this part. Um, mm. But I hit him up and I'm all like, yeah, man, I don't know. It's weird because I thought we were connecting, blah, blah, blah. And then she just stopped talking to me. And he's like, she didn't tell you anything else? And I'm like, nope, that's all she told me. He's like, I really feel like there's something else there that she probably should have told you. And I'm like, well, she didn't. So mm. unless you know something... I don't know what's going on, right? right? Wow. So, yeah, the same dude. So, maybe about a month later, and I forget how it happened, probably because I was so enraged, um, but they, they finally told me that they were seeing each other, and they were, like, nervous about telling me this shit because they knew I'd be mad and all that blah, 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 bullshit. But for, like, almost an entire month, I'm going to my boy about, like, my... You know, my hurt feelings or like my whole shit. My nigga. And this is the dude. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like with her. This is what I'm Wild. talking about. What Wild. the fuck, dude? Yeah. You see what? It's a, a simple man to man conversation, especially with her. Listen, if y'all was feeling each other, just pl they'll go play with each other, bro. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I really feel like he could have, and I know he could have just came to me and was like, look, things haven't quite turned out the way you want it to, and I want to be real with you. So let's Facts. Talk. That's it. That's a real nigga conversation. Yeah. And between two men, yo, listen, I understand. She, she didn't tell you this? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, bro. Yeah, especially since I'm on the phone with you after my conversation Fact, with her. I'm talking to you about it a month. And you, I, I have to find out when I meet you guys? Yeah. Man, mother... Um, motherfucker. Yeah. No, it's accurate. Dude, as a homie, you know, it takes a lot for a guy to pull another guy to his side and express how he's feeling. Especially when he's... Especially when it's about a woman and so on and so forth. And to, to figure that out that you was, my homie was sleeping with her, bruh. Yeah. And that they were all in love and shit. All in love. I was a fling. You was a fling? <laughs> Bro, I, you know I smutted this girl out before you started kissing her? Yeah. Oh, sometimes it'll betray me. Uh, sometimes when a homie does it to you, it hurt more than when a woman does. No. Cap. Oh yeah, no that that took a while to heal from. I, I in fact I I forgot what the situation was, but it was sometime later, and I was thinking, don't talk about something. It's like you know, I never really allowed myself to really process the anger on one side or the other. I forget mm -hmm. which one, and I was talking to somebody about that. But yeah, like that was mm -hmm. that was a rough one, dog. Because I'm like, bro, you my homie. Like yeah. what the hell? How 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 was that, that that dealing with that that pain process? Did it make did it make it hard for you to trust other homies during that road so during that journey i mean well i mean road journey i think to both works um i don't know if it made it hard for me to trust people i think well i, I will say this is that my breaks from mm. dating okay. are usually much more dramatic than the average dude Right. Okay. So I feel like the average dude probably like breaks up and he wants to have like a, a fling with somebody or he gets into another relationship, maybe six months, a year type shit, whatever. Mm -hmm. I, and mine have definitely looked more like two, four years or whatever. Okay. And I don't think 
I've consciously done that, but I do think that has there has been definitely avoidance of trusting okay. a partner uh, and trusting people in general. Correct. Like even you know whether it be homies or whatever, just like really trusting people has definitely been a journey for me. Mm-hmm. And me being able to one admit that, or even talk about certain aspects of my life, including many of the aspects on this podcast. Right. Like I wasn't talking about any of this shit because I didn't trust anybody. Correct. Um, let alone the idea that there can be a woman for me that I feel like I can be open or honest with has been a difficult journey. Gotcha. Uh, and dating my ex is like both helped and halted that mm-hmm. journey in different ways. Okay. Right. Cause there was certain parts of me, I feel like was very well accepted and other parts of me that were like entirely not. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that situation really, it really like pushed me back for a bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my old friend who I used to hang out with all the time, the white one, gotcha. um, he really kind of <laughs> helped me. He doesn't deserve to be named. Uh, he mm-hmm. he's he really helped me kind of process gotcha. that hurt and pain. Mm-hmm. Being a therapist himself too, of course. Um, but yeah, it was wild, man. I was just like, I could not understand what the fuck was going on, dude. Like, and thank you know, listen, therapy, therapy is, is is you are not a coward. You are not you are not less of a man if you go to therapy. Please, hell no, nah. like man, go to therapy. Yeah. Embrace that shit. Um, therapy is beneficial when you're dealing with pain like that. You're dealing with I would say it's like a, it's like almost like a heartbreak. Um, I mean, there was literally the heartbreak part of it. Correct. And then there was like the platonic heartbreak. Yeah. Right. You know, so it was like, you invested so much time with this, with this woman. And then you guys get there, you guys get to a spiritual moment to know that that was just a fling. Yeah. Come on. You know what I mean? And then he leaves the house and then y'all confess in love to each other. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I, and if y'all kiss after he left the house, it's disgusting. Disgusting. I'm sorry. Um, uh, just, but <laughs> I really should stoke the fire, but this is kind of the point of the podcast, so I'm just going to do it. <laughs> um, apparently, he was a virgin, right? Like, my boy was a virgin for a Please. minute. Please. No, 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 no. You, you'd have to know him. He was a virgin. Uh. Yeah. He was, this is, this isn't. I'm playing and I'm fake. No, no. You can meet him and almost tell. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, this is a, this is a, you could, uh, you could definitely tell a virgin when you meet him. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but fine. <laughs> but, uh, the reason why I mentioned that though, is cause you make, you make the statement that apparently, uh, they might've kissed after her and I did a few things. Um, and my understanding is that I, I feel like, I hope I'm not making this up, but I feel like he told me it was the next day where they slept together for the first time. Which is just even wilder to me for wow. a plethora of reasons, but also the fact that like he knew I like was crushing this girl forever. Her and I just started talking, Facts. talking things was just starting to you move. You know these things, wild. And then he loses her virgin, his virginity to her. So that's even like, not only did you end up falling in love with her, but you you lost your virginity to her. Really, you couldn't find any other woman that you were talking to all these years anyway. So it was, it was wild. It it's was, almost like my man was telling you the things, and you were just like. I think I think she's the one for me. I really think she's the one for me, Mike. When are you going to be done? I love, I love that how that now he has a like this sixteen-year-old version voice. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to be done, Mike? Please, nah, dude. Like, there's too much women out here to be just. You, you know, first of all, it's like a it's, like, it's a it's a breach of character. Yeah, a breach you, of contract. You know what I mean? You know your homie like and something, and you still. Behind his back, do that. Ooh, first day you should have been like, "Yo, bro, I'm feeling that, bro. No cap." That's it. No cap. Like some brothers don't have the simple, honest conversation to 
stop something further down the line. And that is something that, as men, we need to do with each other. Yeah. Be honest with each other. And if we can't take it, we can't take it. And, you know, if somebody can't take what you're saying to them, just walk away. That's it. I mean, honestly, I feel like you, he brought that info to me. Yes, I'd have been pissed. I'd have been like, yes, I need a minute. I and now the minute? I honestly would have hit him. I, that would, I would, we would have fought. I mean, first day thing, like they just tell you, you would have fought. Like, not even, like they didn't do anything yet. They're like, hey, having these feelings, and I'm going to, you know, I, you know, like this is what's happening with me right now. So, okay, before you even, before you smashed, right? Yeah. He, he knew all about all that. He, you gearing up, you, the feelings before all that. He Hell knew. yeah. Yeah. You fighting. Okay. Fucking fighting, dude. Gotcha. I'm confessing, you, you, I'm confessing myself to you. Yeah. And it's like, I'm writing a book for you and you're keeping the, you're keeping a diary of it. That's a good point. Right? You're just taking out the, the things that you think might fit you. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. You probably, she, you probably didn't get a chance to tell him the smashing part. You know, um, uh, I mean, I think he knew just because we were all in the crib. Not that he necessarily heard anything, you but he heard. knew I was staying with her. He probably he was whacking off while my mic was getting, <laughs> while my mic was clapping your your, your love oh, bug. Oh God, <laughs> your love bug. Uh, so wait, you Fuck said her. something that made me remember someone's perspective. Mm-hmm. One of my boys has a homegirl. She's pretty cool, mm-hmm. and so uh, we talked about it one time, whatever. And so you'd mentioned that, uh, you know, essentially I was kind of like writing a book for him sort of thing. Yeah. So he would take notes. And she was like, well, that was your mistake. You you put this person in your relationship. And I thought mm. like, well, here's the thing, though. So when she had said that, and this is why I'm sharing it, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Because mm. I, am I not allowed to have friends who I can confess my truths and honesty with, correct. you know, right. And that's one of the issues that we talk about male friendships, male relationships in general. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes a lot of men feel like they can't communicate anything mm-hmm. for a plethora of reasons. This possibly being one. Correct. Right. Because I should be able to say, these are the issues in my relationship and trust you not to take notes. I'm going to talk on that heavy that. facts. Go yeah, ahead. And utilize that as a way to get with a person of my interest. Facts. Like I'm allowed that, that space and that honesty and I thought that was such a gross response from that person I was like what are you talking about and this is the reason why you know a lot of guys a lot of guys out there don't trust their women around around male around their friends or don't bring their women around friends this is exactly the reason why there's a lot of dudes out there that man they bring the homie around once and some way somehow he don't have that loyalty which is just wild to me, because like you said, there's plenty of human beings. There's one thing. There's one thing I heard Lloyd Banks say about. Was it Lloyd Banks? Lloyd Twenty eight. Twenty eight. He'll say about nice. Fifty Cent. He said Fifty Cent could don't have to worry about nothing with me and his baby mom. She could go to jail. If he had a bag of money, he'll drop it at the front door and, and say, "Peace, I'm out." Yeah. If he had, if there was a certain situation in the crib and he had to stay there, you're not going to see him in the crib with, on on the couch in the boxers. Yeah. He gonna have his coat on and his jeans on. He's gonna be like, "I'm in the cut." Yeah. Like, dude, there's certain reasons why you don't be transparent. And, and, and crazy thing about it, you got to, like, really vet a dude now before you even try to be friends with him because he might sneak you. Yeah. And then you got well, to watch it back with everybody now. And I, I don't know. The thing that kills me about it is that there's just, there's so much of everything, mm-hmm. right? There's so many, there's so much resources. There's so many people. There's so much. Like, there's no lack Correct. of. So I, I guess it goes down to that idea of, like, the grass is always greener for mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Which is, like. Bruh, just take care of your own grass, right? That's it, bro. When's the last time you fertilized it? Yeah, well, that's you know what you fucking watered it, dude. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. <laughs> the grass doesn't have to be greener. Yeah. <laughs> Buy the fake shit. <laughs> Buy the, the fake, fake shit, shit. dude. Too to... many people buying fake shit these days. Sometimes it might last longer <laughs> than the real one. 
Come on, man. Go buy the fake shit. Don't don't go on somebody else and try to take a uh, a patch from their house. How they take how they got the green grass. That's what you can do. You can have conversations. Like, yo, I see you have green grass, and I want to have green grass. Facts. Can you give me some pointers? Oh, do you know a store we could go to together so I can get more green gas like you? Exactly. Yeah, it's called fucking Home Depot. See, that's the name of our book. It's called Green Grass: How How to Be Better Men in Society. Man, (laughs) mega church. What? Look out for green grass in a bookstore near you. And then the mega church built somewhere in Brooklyn. Oh, man. I love Listen, it. Listen, man, we got to do better with Our each other. Our logo is going to be a chorus with like two grass stems, like just a little leaves on grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, the book coming soon. Yeah, man. Give me, Father, for I have sinned. What is your transgression? Father, what's wrong with your voice? Ah, oh, yes. I am a woman. Proceed, my child. Should I call you mother? That won't be necessary. What about this uh, sin? Is this a they-them situation? I do want to honor your pronouns. Oh, no, no, no. Father is fine. Okay, Father. I I thought there was going to be a man here. I'm not sexist or anything. It's just really threw me off. Well, women can be fathers now. Right, right. But did the pro approve this? Are you going to confess your sins or not? Fine. Um, okay. I've adulterated. I'm an adulterer. Wow! Of all the sins! Ah! I I knew that this would happen. Cheating on your wife? Really? Are you kidding me? You couldn't just kill someone? Wouldn't that be worse? Oh! So cheating on your wife is fine? As long as no one dies? Huh? Yes? No? Can can we just move on? Yeah, maybe we should. Looks like you already have. Seriously? You know what? Give me seven Hail Marys and 50 bucks. You want me to pay? Yes. You need to pay for your sins. But in cash? Just the coin. Fine, fine. Here's 50 cash. Much obliged. Is, is that it? Oh, my child, the path of the righteous is riddled with pitfalls. Father? Quit fucking around, okay? Um, dope. I, I love this one. Um, I think every man can, can, can... Me personally, I never had this happen to me. Um, I think it's that feeling of like what would I feel like that's what you're yeah, attacking, uh, attaching yeah. to. What like, would and I and I had a wise man tell me before OG OG a long time. If you love a woman, if you if you really like a woman, don't bring her around. Don't bring her around nobody for the first couple months you messing with her. If that's real, okay. Because guys might see what you see what you like, and guys are guys are horny creatures, man. People are horny creatures. Guys are more hornier. But, but yeah, people are horny creatures. That's a fact. I'm I'm fighting you on this one as well because... He's going to fight me on it, but I I, I know. <laughs> I mean, your perspective is allowed to, to God remain. God bless. Yeah, thank of you. Of course. Thank you. Appreciate you. But uh, for sake of uh, people's humor through their earlobes, um, uh, I was going to say that what I find is that human beings are horny. It's just that in our society, mm-hmm. men are praised for expressing that and women are demonized for expressing that and 
much like mm. Shelly, for example, mm-hmm. she has an entire life, an entire circle of that is fixated and focuses on pure sexuality, pure fetishization, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Correct. And she's found the circle where she's not demonized for that. Mm. Um, Shelly from the other story of the yes. last episode. Um, and my ex being a person who wants to be a dominatrix and putting herself in certain worlds and stuff like that, same mm. thing. Yeah. And it's really just about finding a space where you expressing how sexual you are. Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not made fun of or feel bad about it. Gotcha. Women around each other say really gross shit. Facts. And I've had the pleasure of having really close lady friends who have told me way too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, but that's yeah. what I mean. That, that's why I'm coming from. So yeah. I feel like men were rewarded for being sexual and women are not rewarded for being sexual. I agree. But I do think it's the same level of sexual sexuality. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Real shit. Yeah. I've definitely been around women through them to hear them talk some shit and be like, Wow. Yeah. Motherfuckers is nasty. Yeah. Just like us. And then look at them like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then you might look at them like you want to crack now. Yeah. Well, the, well that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, any other uh, thoughts on. Uh, no, this is it, man. Like I said, you know, this is a beautiful. This is a, the eulogy of pain is. It's beautiful. Thank yeah. you. I like to think of it as the epic poem story in this one. And remember, we are going to do an episode because we skipped the poems. We're okay. going to do the episodes with just the poems and go through each one. Got you. Um, Got you. But this one, it feels like a story, but it reads like a poem. So I figured Correct. we should do it. Yeah. Definitely love the way it flowed too. If you see the, if you, if you, while you was listening, if you see the flow of it, natural, good, like I said, it's always good vibes when you listen, when you listen to the faces. Appreciate it. Every story is a good vibe. Is either something going on in the background to make you be like to make you catch on what's going on? It gravitates you to the to the Yo, story. People are walking in and out of the church while homie is talking. <laughs> a mega church coming soon. <laughs> um, um, New York, come on, New York City, fund it. Um, um, but yeah, definitely, you definitely gotta listen to these these stories. And like I said, just put a little bit of yourself in there. Yeah, put a little bit of yourself in there, and then see. How it relates. Take a step back after you after you come outside the story. After yeah. you get back into your world. Because right now we in Mike's world. Yep. And I love it. It's beautiful. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Every single time. Yeah. Um, so with that said, we want to thank you guys for listening. Yeah. As always, thank you for taking the time to check us out. Uh, you'll want to follow JB. J- at- you want to snap a podcast one? A YWS podcast. YWS. Yeah, I'm bugging. I'm bugging. YWS podcast. When that's the IG, hit me up. Listen, send us some comments. Send us some emails. We want to. Yeah. We want to get this feedback. Yeah. Challenge us. Challenge us to Black Handsome Brothers, man. Yeah. Do that. You can email me at the real Mike Wilson mail at gmail.com. You want them to email you? YWS podcast one at gmail.com. Hit me up. Yeah, talk to us. Come on now. Uh, you, the next episode. What oh, is the next I'm episode? so sorry. I have to apologize. Oh, no, you keep talking. I'm going to grab the book while you talk. No, yeah. We're going to grab the book. I have to apologize. I got some feedback that I, in the episode that I did high was kind of fucked up. Uh, I want to sincerely apologize for my actions. I've, I will not do one again. Um, listen, sometimes some days require you to get a little puff puff. Okay? But back with the book. We have no beef with uh, you doing that. I will say, though, my neighbor did give feedback. She was like, he was uh, he didn't ask as many questions as well. <laughs> I think she's one of our biggest fans, which I appreciate. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so the next story that we're going to be discussing, let me make sure I get it right this time, is going to be, yes, Be Grateful. Mm. So this was the mm. one I got you super excited about on episode four, the mm. one about the $20,000. 
finding the twenty thousand dollars and stuff like that. Remember? Mm, yes. yes, yes. So that's to be grateful. Um, and actually, as far as stories go, we have one, two, three. I think we have like four episodes specifically for faces left. Nice. Which is pretty exciting. We're about nice. halfway point. Um, a little bit more than halfway point. But anyway, so Be Grateful is a story about what would you do if you found $20,000. And if you have an idea, if you found $20,000 before and you need to report it, you can send it to me. Or you can send an email to us and let us know what you would do if you found $20,000. So this is about that experience of going out and finding the money. $20,000. To find $20,000. Lord have mercy. I mean, that would not be bad. That's for sure. Uh, with that said, yes, like I said, email us, follow me at TRMWBK, that's TRMWBK, if you want to hear, definitely listen to the new album, the new EP. Have you heard the new EP yet? Don't lie to me. No, and I haven't listened to it yet. No, you I haven't listened to it in the love? I've been, I've been on some, I've been on some bullshit lately. You've been on okay. some bullshit. No I'm going to send it to you okay. so you can listen to it while you're driving. Send it to me, send it to me. Um, but in the love is now out. We have the first video out now as well for free. Uh, and we're shooting the next video in two weekends and the following video we have we're shooting at a show I'm doing in July 29th for an apartment series mm-hmm. concert my mm-hmm. boy Mike Kwong shout out to Mike Kwong he's in Japan right now killing it mm-hmm. um, shout out to all the people in Japan bro would love to visit one day oh yeah definitely definitely I'll put that on the list mm-hmm. um, but yes so thank you so much for listening is there anything you want to say before we close out have a beautiful and safe um, me listening this is done on the weekend so God bless you you're having a wonderful day. Um, JB hosts the Young Whippers Never podcast. Email your feedback and your comments, please. Love you. Bye. What was this very white radio voice? Shit? Can't get enough of your love, baby. <laughs> Take care, guys. Have a good one. See you guys next time. Bye.